Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and happy Sunday. This is the Sunday Brunch edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Always grateful when you can join us. Always grateful when you can be here right alongside us. And we're not going to disappoint you. If you're going to take some time on a Sunday morning for us, we want to make it worth your while. And I think we've done that today. I hope we have. We've got an incredible lineup of guests back to back to back. Joining us at the top of the show, Senator Ron Johnson. He goes by the nickname Ron John, newly the winner of a new six-year Senate term from Wisconsin. He'll be here. He led the investigations on what went wrong with Anthony Fauci and the COVID vaccines. He led the investigations into what went on in Ukraine with Hunter Biden and all the corrupt Biden family foreign investment deals. He's going to bring us up to speed on all things related to that. Then Congressman Jim Jordan, the man likely to be the House Judiciary Committee now that Republicans are poised to take control of the House. He's going to give us his wish list of investigations for 2023, starting with all of those FBI whistleblowers he's been talking to. A lot more with that. You're going to get the full exclusive lineup with that. Alan Dershowitz, the great lawyer, the great Harvard Law Professor Emeritus, he was accused falsely for years of sexually abusing a woman named Virginia Jifra at the Epstein Island. He always denied it, right? Adamant about it. He fought it hard. He won a big big victory last week. Virginia Jifra dropped her lawsuit against him and acknowledged it may have been her allegation, may have been a case of mistaken identity. That's a big thing. But in cancel culture, many people never cover the outcome when something goes in reversal. We are. Alan Dershowitz here to talk about what it was like to be cleared in the Virginia Jifra false allegation case. That's a really big one. And then Lou Dobbs, the one and only great journalist, former Fox News host, good friend of the show. He's going to be here to give us his impressions of the election 2022 and what 2024 pretends. Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, so much to talk about. Lou Dobbs had a great conversation with Amanda Head and I this week, and we're going to make that available. And finally, we're going to end the week with a conversation with one of my favorite pollsters, one of the smartest 
political thinkers in this country. Scott Rasmussen joins us, and there's a really great conversation Amanda and I had with him about voting dragging on for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days after Election Day. Why does that happen? What do Americans think about it? And can it be fixed? He has a surprising statistic about where Americans are on the issue of multi-day counting of election ballots. You're going to want to catch that. It's a really amazing finding in his polls, and he's got a solution for it that I know you want to listen to. So we'll have that at the end of the show. What a great show, back to back to back. Ron Johnson, Jim Jordan, Alan Dershowitz, Lou Dobbs, and Scott Rasmussen. But first, you know we all have great sponsors and partners here at Just the News. John Solomon reports Just the News, no noise, the television show. Well, one of them is my good friends at Cozy Earth. And right now, it's time to start thinking about the holiday shopping season. I know. We're like, please don't bring that up, John. Well, yeah, Veterans Day has passed us. Thanksgiving is right in the front windshield. And before that, much longer, Christmas and all the holidays are coming. So if you're looking to score a few extra points by giving a perfect gift this holiday season to someone you love, well, I've got two great ideas. Certain to have family and friends bragging about how thoughtful they are. You always like, doesn't that feel good when you give a gift? And they say, oh, that was so thoughtful. And they mean it. They tell their friends. Well, both of these gifts that I have in mind for you are from Cozy Earth, the brand that made Oprah's favorite things. That's right, Cozy Earth Luxury Bedding. I own a set of their sheets, and you can't believe how soft they are. I do. I sleep with them. They're warm. They're not only super soft, they're made with the finest premium viscose from highly sustainable bamboo. That makes them naturally temperature-regulating. The temperature in your sheets regulates to your body. That's pretty cool science, isn't it? Well, you sleep more comfortably year-round with these incredible bedding sheets from Cozy Earth. I know because I use them myself. Don't miss a minute. Go right now and save 40% off from Cozy Earth. All you got to do to get that great discount, go to CozyEarth.com slash JustNews. One more time, CozyEarth, C-O-Z-Y, Earth.com slash JustNews. You're going to get 40% off your purchase. That is a steal. It's Sunday we're like six weeks or seven weeks from Christmas. The holidays are in the front windshield. Go get a thoughtful gift that gives all year long by going to my good friends, Cozy Earth. Let them know Just the News and John Solomon sent you. You're going to get 40% off if you do that. How do you do that? By going to CozyEarth.com slash Just News. All right. Quick commercial break. When we come back, Ron Johnson right after this. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. 
jump into the ring here, you're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, everybody. Our next guest came on our show a few weeks ago ahead of midterms and said that he was not taking the election for granted, despite the fact that polls suggested that maybe he could. Senator Ron Johnson continued talking to voters in every corner and every county of the Badger State. And after being announced the victor in the U.S. Senate contest just about 24 hours ago, we are lucky to have him on our show again. Senator, great to have you back. Well, guys, hope you're doing well. We are, and I know you are probably doing better. Uh, congratulations. You're probably feeling mighty fine right now, but I imagine you're ready to get back to work. Uh, already back at work. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> making, making sure that uh, if, if we get both majorities, I wrote a column for the Wall Street Journal uh, earlier today. It was published uh, talking about how we need to restore function and fiscal sanity uh, first within Congress. Uh, so a process, a budget process, the drives appropriation process, uh, so doing that, all uh, your outreach to the doctors and medical researchers that I've been connected to globally, uh, we need to certainly investigate, do oversight on what happened to the vaccines, the vaccine injured. So I, I didn't, I literally didn't rest for a minute. Uh, I'm right back into it. Exactly the way Wisconsin voters like. They like their senators working hard all the time. You um, you have such a big agenda, and you, you're one of the few accomplished investigators in the Senate. Uh, you've talked about the vaccines. That's such a big place. You broke such ground, and the rest of the country's caught up to you. What else would be on your investigative uh, agenda if you're the PSI subcommittee chairman again? Well, we need to uncover the corruption within federal law enforcement, uh, Department of Justice, FBI, you know, we still don't uh, know the, you know, who all started the, the letter from 51 intelligence officials that was uh, its own information operation against the Hunter uh, Biden laptop. I mean, that is that is grotesque corruption. Uh, you know, the, the unequal application of justice uh, in our current uh, Department of Justice, but also the corruption within the federal health agencies as well. You know, anybody that looks at our response to COVID and says it was a success, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll show you. Uh, supposedly a million people that died from uh, COVID, uh, probably hundreds of thousands that died that didn't have to because of lack of early treatment. Uh, the complete, uh, just ignoring uh, what's happening on the vaccine adverse event the reporting system, the more than 31,000 deaths uh, reported on VAERS worldwide, and just completely ignoring it. The, the sudden adult death syndrome that people are ignoring, uh, there's an awful lot. As I, as I said, if I if we do get the majority, I'm chairman. I'll be like a mosquito in a nudist colony. It'll be a target-rich environment, John. 
there's a thought. I want to follow up on just one thing. I've talked to so many Capitol Police officers who said the security failures of January 6th still need to be explored. You had the, you were one of the few people curious at the beginning. Do you take a look at that and figure out how a $600 million force got overrun so easily? Absolutely. You know, and, and most of these in, in investigations, the oversight I will do, I've already laid the foundation for right. them with oversight letters that uh, by and large have been ignored. So I, I've had a flurry of oversight letters uh, right after January 6th to Capitol Police. I sent my investigators in. They viewed the videos. They're the ones that uncovered the, the video that showed about 300 people just walking into right. that uh, West, uh, West Harris door. Uh, so, no, it, it's still completely unexplained. Where was the security? You know, it was uh, J. Michael Waller's testimony that said uh, from the west side of the Capitol, there was no security present whatsoever. I mean, wh wh you know, that, that's completely, uh, uh, I, what's the right word for it? Just negligent yeah. in terms of uh, congressional leadership not to have uh, a very large police presence video or, you know, visible out there. So no, there, again, there, there is a lot to be looked at here. Mm. Senator, pardon the non sequitur, but I never again want to imagine any members of Congress at a nudist colony. So <laughs> it's going to take a while to get that out of no. my mind. No, I would be a mosquito. No, yeah, 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 yeah. A mosquito. Far, far different image. Yeah. Yeah. It's a conflated that's... image, but it's there. And I don't know if it's going anywhere anytime uh, soon. But funny. I wanted to ask you, there are still some Senate seats that hang in the balance, one of which is going to require a campaign part two for Herschel Walker. What needs to be done? done from the U.S. Senate to drag him across the finish line for that majority in the Senate? Well, obviously, we need to support him uh, in every way, shape, uh, form we can, and it would start with governing. Uh, now, we won't be in power, uh, but we can certainly show the American public how we're going to organize the efforts, how we're going to lay out an agenda that's going to be simple but uh, substantial. Uh, so I think just showing the American public how we would govern if we get the majority would probably be the, the, the most significant help we can provide. Yeah, but listen, it is outrageous that so here we are a couple of days later and we don't have vote totals in from Arizona, from Nevada. Uh, one thing I will say about Wisconsin, uh, we had a robust election integrity component to our campaign. We got more than 5,000 poll workers as wow. Republicans versus 1,650. We had every uh, uh, shift filled in terms of election observers. So by the end of the election night, uh, we had we set up a website, uh, securelectionswi.com, for people to call in. And so everybody knew we had eyeballs on the process, and as a result, it ran pretty smoothly. Milwaukee actually got the counts done on time, and they, they, they were reporting in before some other jurisdictions, which is, you know, normally my concern is we're not going to get those results till the next day when they know exactly how many votes they need, whether anything's, you know, going on or not. It just looks bad, so... You know, we, we really tightened up our, our controls in Wisconsin. I think the results speak for themselves. Yeah. You know, and by the way, you know, we won some, we lost some. No candidates are questioning the results in Wisconsin this year because we had greater controls and on a bipartisan basis. And that's all we were looking for. We, we were not looking for a partisan advantage. We were just looking to restore confidence in our election system. And I think that occurred here in the, the Wisconsin election in 2022. What's wrong with these other states? Yeah, they got to catch up to you. Uh, you started that process in Wisconsin, though. I remember watching you in the aftermath of 2020, making sure that the, the legal issues and the technical issues were being addressed. And you set the tone for that state and it paid off. There's no doubt. I want to ask you a little bit. Uh, Joe Biden had you had him, you on his mind or he you were on his mind yesterday. Uh, a little bit about Medicare, Social Security, demagoguery. I'm sure you have a response to the president. Well, 
like so many Democrats, this was so disappointing, our current politics, they just lie. And unfortunately, the, the media amplifies their lies. Yeah. I keep telling people, no, I want to save Social Security. I have never, ever said I want to cut and put it on the chopping block ever. I'm just pointing out the fact that uh, in order to save Social Security, we need to start prioritizing spending in the rest of the budget. We can't be, you know, just wasting money, for example, on, you know, $369 billion on the Green New Deal energy boondoggles, corporate welfare going to the pockets of people like Al Gore. We can't afford that if we're going to honor the promises to Social Security recipients. So, you know, that's, again, it's very unfortunate. You have got, you've got one political party that has no problem lying. The end justifies the means, but you have a media that amplifies their, their lies because they are complicit and corrupt. And, John, you know that from the, the whole Russian collusion hopes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, and, Senator, I would think that with respect to Senator Scott's uh, GOP plan, the notion of revisiting bills and revoting on things every five years would be a bipartisan issue. I think everyone feels like there's too much, uh, too much governmental control, too many laws, too much legislation, too much government in general. So every five years revisiting these things, I would think everyone would be in support. Of. Well, we should be doing continuous oversight. You know, rather than passing new laws that just grow government, its size, its scope, its intrusion to our lives, we should be working to take a look at what we've done in the past. You know, wh- why have we mortgaged our children's future? Why are we $31 trillion in debt? You know, stop the insanity. So you know, let's go to work and let's conduct oversight. Let's do everything we can to start shrinking the size, the scope, and uh, the cost of government. That's that's certainly what I've laid out in my Wall Street Journal op-ed. Uh, yeah. That's We ought to set that principle. We shouldn't even consider bills that increase uh, the size of government. Only things that shrink it. It's an interesting election map in 2024. There are some vulnerable Democrats that are going to be facing the music in 2024, like you just did. Um, they seem to be sounding a, a willingness to take a look at some of these fiscal responsibility issues. Joe mentioned recently Kristen Cinema back in the summer. Do you think there might be a few Democrats that cross over and join in the effort in fiscal responsibility? I hope so, but I think that's probably one of the, the main consequences of a disappointing election where we didn't have a, a red wave or red tsunami. They need, the Democrats need a real shellacking to open up their eyes to make sure, the, you know, to, so they would understand the American public doesn't like this. John, I just have to ask a question. I mean, how bad does it have to get yeah. Yeah. before Democrat voters, you know, realize this is insane? You know, the, the massive deficit of spending, the war on fossil fuels, the, the soft on crime policies, the open border. Right. Uh, you know, you know, not not to pick on one individual, but you know, how could John Fetterman be elected to the U.S. Senate? Uh, it is just disappointing. Right. People are just voting party and ideology, and it's not working. All right, folks, don't touch that dial. If there is a dial, I don't know why you're listening anymore. I always think of the radio when I'm talking here. Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio, likely chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, with his wish list of investigations of the Biden administration. Right after this quick commercial break. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, 
Visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Welcome back, everybody. While the job of counting votes in such consequential places as Arizona and Nevada is still ongoing, there's also the process of standing up a new Republican Congress. Our next guest is going to be an essential figure in that. He's going to be the likely chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, and he's our good friend, Congressman Jim Jordan. Sir, good to have you on the show. Good to be with you guys today. I know you're exhausted. You worked that campaign trail relentlessly the last few weeks. Tell us what your top line after watching the election results roll in. Well, winning beats losing, and um, I learned that a long time ago, uh, and it looks like we're going to win. We may have to go into overtime, so to speak, to get that get that accomplished, but I think we're going to win the House. Uh, looks like we may be going to a runoff in Georgia, but uh, also the numbers look good in Nevada, and I think Blake is Blake Masters is coming back in, in Arizona, so um, that's all good news. Uh, we, we were hoping for, I, I think, a bigger wave, so to speak, but um, I think overall, if, if we can win the House and win the Senate, and put a, put the brakes on the craziness from the left, that's, uh, that's a good day for the country. <laughs> You're right. Any day winning is better than losing. But, Congressman, what message does it send to your, your colleagues on the Republican side that it, it's a win, but it's a really skinny majority? Well, we would hope for more. Uh, some of the races we lost because they just were tough districts. A, a good friend of ours, a, a great member, Yvette Harrell out in New Mexico, just had a real tough district the way it was redrawn. She did everything I think she could, and she's, she's just less than a percent behind, so she may not be able to pull that one out. So we had some seats like that, but there were some really bright spots, too. I mean, look at what happened in Florida. Florida was a vote for freedom. It was a vote for liberty. It was a vote for standing up for the values that make our country a special place. And we saw that up and down the ticket. Um, we had a great candidate who's a Freedom Caucus member, who will be a Freedom Caucus member, Anna Paulina Luna winning that, that seat in the Tampa, St. Petersburg area there, so uh, and a number of other great candidates win. So I do think we got to look at the – Ohio, yeah. we won every statewide race in our state, yeah. every one. 
And oh, by the way, we also had results by, you know, like by 11 o'clock last night. Everyone knew what had happened. It'd be nice if we could get back to that in every other state. But uh, so I think there was some real bright spots. And again, the bottom line is it looks like we're going to get the House and I think we're going to get the Senate. Yeah, it certainly seems like it's trending that way. Uh, there were some options here. Uh, Democrats get fully fired. Republicans get fully hired. Maybe Democrats get a timeout. Republicans get an audition right now. What is important for Republicans to do to show the American people they deserve a long-term majority in Congress? Pass the things that the American people care about. Show how we can bring back a common-sense energy policy and bring gas prices down. Show how we can actually secure our border. Right now, we have no border. Show how, show how we can we deal with this crazy out-of-control spending that's driving up the cost of goods and services to Americans. And also, do the investigation so the American people have the truth and have the facts. That's part of our constitutional duty. We need to do all that. I know it's going to be tough to get bills signed, but we should still pa- pass the bill that's going to show how, how we would rein in big tech from censoring conservatives. Pass those things. Help frame up the 2024 presidential contest so the American people can clearly see, oh, if we give the White House back to the Republicans, here's what, here's what they're going to do that's going to benefit our family, our, our community, our country. And finally, I would say this. Show the American people we stand with parents when it comes to their kids' education. We're actually the party of school choice and empowering moms and dads to figure out where their kids are going to get the best schooling. Yeah, those were major, major issues in this election. Also, election integrity, though. And you brought up Florida and, of course, your state, Ohio, two states that cleaned up voter rolls. They required voter ID. They they banned the mass mail-in ballots, a lot of measures that were taken. And your state and Florida, those two states, seem to have run the cleanest elections. Your thoughts on that uh, going into 2024 now? Yeah, and timely. I mean, in timely, we get the results. Like, yeah. how is it that, you know, years ago, I'm old enough to, that, that I can remember years ago, you got the results the same night. Yep. Now, with all this the high-tech world we live in, it takes days and weeks right. to figure it out. It makes it, And if it's tough for us to figure out, and we're, we, we, we're in this stuff every day, imagine for the, Amer- the typical American family, like, what is taking, what takes so long? So it, it, is, it is frustrating, but um, let's hope states clean it up. I mean, our state is, as you, as you point out, is real simple. You walk in, there's two Republicans, two Democrats sitting there at the polling location. You show your ID. They check you on the voter registration list. You sign your name. So there's an ID check. There's a signature verification match. And then you vote and you, you color them in and it goes in and it's recorded. It's like, that's how you should run an election. Yeah. It doesn't seem that complicated. It doesn't. And it's so common sense. Uh, leadership elections up ahead, you, uh, assuming everything goes according to plan. Kevin McCarthy going to be in charge of the caucus? Yeah, I've said for, for a long time that it seems to me that the, the guy who uh, gets your team to the Super Bowl gets to coach the game. That's right. And, um, you know, sometimes you may, have to, you may have to go into overtime uh, in the, in the, in the championship game to get to the Super Bowl. But, uh, I think that makes sense. Um, and, uh, that's, that's, I think where we're headed. And Kevin did a great job. You remember this, John. We talked about back in, uh, in, in back in 2019 when that's they did right. their crazy impeachment of President Trump. The conventional wisdom was that, you know, a bunch of, all the Democrats were going to vote to impeach President Trump in the House and a bunch of Republicans were going to join in. But the leader did a good job of holding the team together. And after we went through that hard fought debate and fight for several months, in the end, every Republican voted not to. A bunch of Democrats joined us, and one Democrat switched parties and is now a strong member of our uh, of our conference. So uh, I think all that factors into uh, where we're headed. Great point. 
Congressman, we've just got about a minute left. I wanted to ask you, you and your Republican colleagues who have come on this show have a laundry list of investigations that they want to tackle come January. Does the slim majority affect that at all? Does it does it decrease the wiggle room that you have to call for subpoenas and things like that? Nope, because we, 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 we take an oath to the Constitution on January 3rd when we're sworn in, and part of our duty is to do the oversight and the investigation so the American people have the truth and have the facts. And we are committed to doing that because it's our duty. And we released a report last Friday, yeah. a thousand-page report about how political the Justice Department has become. That has got to stop. Because you don't have this great country, the greatest nation ever. You don't have America if you have a Justice Department that's operating in a political fashion. And that is exactly what we now have. And we know that because of what we've been able to uncover in our preliminary investigation and what whistleblowers have told us. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do that work um, because we have to. Yeah, Congressman, about 30 seconds left. I just want to ask this. The most the troubling thing that the whistleblowers have told you, when you boil it down, what's the thing that most bothers you when they talk to you? The fundamental statement, whistleblower said that the hierarchy of the FBI is rotted to the core. Think about that language he used, mm -hmm. rotted to the core. That's now, this is not the rank and file agents. There are many good agents. Right. This is the people in the Washington field office that you guys know about, John. You've, you've written about this a lot, talked yeah. about this a lot. Uh, this is the Washington field office and the hierarchy, the very top people. That, that, that's the language, not Jim Jordan using, not John Solomon, not Amanda, not, not us. That's the language of a rank-and-file agent who says that's what's going on. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to have a quick commercial break here from our incredible sponsors, partners, and advertisers. And when we come back, well, we got a great guest for you. Alan Dershowitz had some big legal news in his personal life this weekend. An amazing story, not only of redemption and reversal of an allegation, but of justice being served. A lawsuit dropped against Alan Dershowitz. The woman who accused him of sexual abuse in the Epstein scandal now says it was a case of mistaken identity. We're going to talk to Alan Dershowitz of what that was like when he found that out. All right, we'll be right back after these quick commercial messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Alan Dershowitz had some groundbreaking news. This man knows the price of principle so much, he even wrote a book with that exact title. Joining us now to talk about his book, latest news and more is none other than Harvard Law Professor Emeritus Alan Dershowitz. Alan, great to have you back on. 
Oh, it's always great to be on your show. I enjoy it very much. We, we are happy to have you on. And a bit of good news today, or this week, rather. Um, Virginia Jeffrey finally admitted that she had made a mistake. She dropped the lawsuit against you. I know uh, it has the feelings of too little too late, but maybe maybe this makes a difference in with respect to what you have talked about in your book in The Price of Principle. Well, where do I go to get my eight years back? Yeah. Uh, she accused back at the end of 2014 from day one. I said, I never, I, I don't know who she is. I never heard of her. I was never in the same room with her, or the same city with her. And um, uh, I said, there'd never be any photographs or any corroboration or any evidence. Uh, uh, there's just nothing to the story at all. It's not one of these typical Me Too stories where people had sex. One said it's consensual. The other said no or harassment. No, this is black and white. It's yeah. just... I, I, I never heard of this woman. She just came out and accused me. Now she's finally, finally come forward and said, now I recognize that, uh, you know, I may have misidentified him. I may have confused him with someone else. Uh, she should have said that uh, eight years ago, but better late than never. Yeah. I want to ask you about the media's treatment. When it first came out, obviously everyone was hovering over you and uh, this announcement comes out. Did you get the same sort of media treatment uh, when the reversal of the story occurred that you got when the allegation first came out? Uh, but from from some, but not not from others. Uh, uh, for example, I was canceled by the 92nd Street Y. They yeah. had me speak every year. Uh, Temple Emanuel in New York uh, had me speak every year. And once this accusation came out, they canceled me. Had They haven't called. They haven't said, we're sorry to. Uh, we now realize that we made a mistake. Uh, so uh, come back and, and speak. You know, the victim is not me. I can speak. The victim is the people who wanted to hear me speak. 1,600 people a year at Temple Emanuel and almost that many people at the Y. Um, students who haven't been able to hear me speak when I've been canceled at universities, all based on a misidentification. And that has to stop. We have to figure out a process for making Me Too work really against people who are sexual predators, but not allowing people to abuse and take advantage of Me Too to make false accusations against people. A process has to be put in place to see that no other people go through these eight years of uh, false accusations that I've had to go through. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Alan, well, I know that you are happy to at least have that off your back, even if the mainstream media doesn't try to uh, recompense at all. But I wanted to shift gears. We are six months beyond that Supreme Court Dobbs leak. We haven't heard anything about it. How hard is it to really root out this issue and find out who it was? Well, it's so important. You know, that leak almost caused the death of a justice of the Supreme Court. Right. You get somebody who heard about the leak and says, if I kill a justice who is going to vote for the overruling of Rome, maybe the decision will be uh, different. And he went on the lawn of uh, Kavanaugh's house with guns and with knives. And thank God he was caught. This is a very serious matter. And I don't think that the Supreme Court is devoting the right resources to this. They have to give people immunity. They have to get warrants for their laptops and for their cell phones. And they have to do the kind of investigation that produces results. Uh, having the marshal's office do the investigation is unlikely to produce a result. I wrote an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal yep. in which I speculated maybe some of the justices don't want to solve this issue. Maybe they don't want to know that it was a law clerk. Maybe they'll think it'll cause further divisiveness. But the American public has the right to know, even if the justices of the Supreme Court don't want it, no. We have a right to know 
whether our institutions are being compromised by leakers. Yeah, that's so true. And that polling shows Americans do want to know. I, I, I look back at the last year and I keep thinking that over history that one of the most, second most consequential rulings of the year beyond the Dobbs case was uh, West Virginia versus EPA because it really addresses the question of executive overreach. The student loan cases are starting to pile up. The challenge to President Biden's uh, effort to cancel student loans without congressional authority. Where do you think that case goes and where, how do you read the early interventions of the courts in this? Well, I think the Supreme Court is really looking very hard at the administrative state, at the fact that unelected administrative officials now have their own courts, making their own decisions. Right. Governors are writing the law. Mayors. Now, OK, you can do that during an emergency if you have COVID, if you have a revolution or something like that. But, you know, our division of powers is the legislature makes the law. The executive enforces it. You can then pardon people. Okay, they have that power. The judiciary rules on the constitutionality. But we've given far too much power to the executive branch. That's one of the few things that I think Hamilton Jefferson probably would have agreed on with Madison and the other framers of the Constitution. We didn't want uh, an executive who was like the king. We wanted an executive who was independent, who can't be impeached except for serious crimes like treason and bribery. But we don't want to give them the power to decide uh, issues that should be decided by the legislature. For example, is now an issue that will come to the court because I'm going to bring it if nobody else does. The Iran Treaty. Yep. If the Iran Treaty is implemented by the president of the United States, that's unconstitutional. The treaty has to be uh, affirmed by two thirds of the Senate. And if a deal is made with Iran, it looks like a treaty. It walks like a treaty. It quacks like a treaty. It is a treaty. And you can't just give that power to the president when the framers of the Constitution gave it to the Senate. Right. Alan, very quickly before we go, while we're on the topic of constitutionality, in our, in our Constitution, it says Election Day. Now, we had Scott, Scott Rasmussen on the show uh, yesterday, and he said that 80 percent of Americans agree that balance should be, ballots should be counted and results delivered on Election Day. Do you agree in your thoughts? Well, I think I miss Election Day. I love Election Day. When I lived in Cambridge, I'd go down to the local school. I'd say hello to my friends. We'd see the signs. And, and, and we'd bring our children to show what it means to vote. Today, you know, I didn't even vote in the last election. My wife took the ballot. She didn't trust me. She filled it all in. And she <laughs> voted twice. Uh, and nobody stopped her. And I agree with all of her votes. So I only make this point. But what if it doesn't work that way. There's too much pressure that can be put on people. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story about that. When and Trump ran against Biden, my wife was suspicious that maybe I would vote for Trump. <laughs> she, videotaped, she videotaped me filling in the ballot for Biden to make absolutely sure that I didn't vote for Trump because I had represented him. So I, I like secret ballots. I like voting on election day. All right, folks, I know you're thinking about those Cozy Earth sheets. You want to get to that right after the show. Go to CozyEarth.com slash Just News. going to get 40% off a great gift. But before you do that, listen to Lou Dobbs, the incredible Lou Dobbs, great journalist, great Fox News figure for a long time, good personal friend. He's got an interesting take on the election. Listen up. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Lou Dobbs. Lou, great to have you on the show. Well, thank you for having me, and it's uh, great to be with you guys on, uh, on an incredible news day. <laughs> that it is. I'd love to get your top line. You have a way of seeing the forest from the trees. Uh, what did Republicans do right and wrong, and what's the ultimate outcome of this election? I think we'll start with what they did wrong. Uh, there is a long list, but uh, the, uh, the material list, I think that they really took national issues and thought that they could just run through a list, talk about crime, talk, uh, to, talk about issues as if they were proximate to the voter rather than remember that a district race is a district race and it has to have great uh, urgency and uh, proximity. Uh, they forgot that. And they also forgot uh, to talk about, I think, uh, honestly and forthrightly, the issue of leadership. They left a lot in 2018 on the table. Uh, the, the voter is very concerned. I, I truly believe this across, uh, across the gamut. Uh, is very concerned with the weak leadership in the House and the weak leadership in, in the Senate. Uh, they watch Mitch McConnell, for example, campaign uh, with his uh, PAC money against three Republicans. Yep. Uh, three Republicans. Imagine where that would be if they had been able to uh, exploit uh, that opportunity rather than negate it because uh, uh, Mr. McConnell uh, is anti-Trump. This is a party that needs to come together, and they need to come together over MAGA, uh, America First. And if that's controversial with any any one of these candidates, uh, they have the wrong candidate because it is a uh, it is an agenda that has worked and worked wonderfully uh, for President Trump and the Republicans for for four years uh, until, of course, uh, twenty twenty, and we're still trying to figure out what happened then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So true. John asked you about your top line. Now I want to get down to some bottom lines. Uh, there are now, I think, a few hats uh, presumably thrown in the ring for the gavel. This afternoon, I believe Congressman Steve Scalise and then, of course, of course, uh, Congressman Kevin McCarthy. Who do you expect to get that gavel come January? Well, I would hope that it would be someone who was committed to the America First agenda uh, to uh, to MAGA uh, politics across the board. Uh, if, if you're not America first, I just want to hear what is first for each of these candidates. Uh, if that's controversial, I want to understand why. Uh, because this isn't a, a global force uh, that we have. Uh, it's a, the U.S. military. It defends the United States. It doesn't police the world. Uh, we understand all of that because of one man, Donald J. Trump. And a hundred, what is it? It's almost, almost 200 candidates uh, express reservations about what happened in 2020 in that election. Yep. Anomalies, irregularities, some claimed outright rigging and fraud. Uh, by the way, in between, there's great truth. And yet we don't have a single uh, agency of authority 
investigating any part of that. And we had a number of authority figures, including the Attorney General of the United States, say outright and, and lie in doing so that there had been an investigation. We now know there had been none. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's absolutely true. Uh, Lou, there are some stars from last night, some some clear new trend lines. Florida doesn't look like a battleground anymore. It looks like a red state. Ron DeSantis, a 20-point lead. What does that do for Ron DeSantis' future and the political map now that Florida is solidly red? Well, I think it means a great deal to Ron DeSantis. It, it was an exemplary performance and a, a extraordinary results. Uh, he has put himself forward, uh, certainly as a national figure. Uh, I do think it is premature for anyone to start clamoring for uh, a, a presidential candidacy for the governor. Uh, he has yet much to prove. Uh, and uh, certainly he, in the polling, uh, runs very much behind President, uh, President Trump. That's right. I wanted to ask you about, speaking of Trump, the Trump factor as far as what transpired last night. There were a lot of people saying that President Trump is the one who dragged candidates down when, in fact, voters resoundingly said, I think a majority of them said that President yeah, Trump was, was not even on their mind when yeah. they were voting. Uh, do the results last night, do you think they have any impact on whether President, on, on what President Trump's announcement is going to be next Tuesday? You know, I, I can't read his mind on that, but I don't think he's a man who would be too concerned about uh, uh, corporate uh, Marxist media making uh, disparaging remarks about him or trying to uh, negate his contributions. I mean, the man held what, 30 rallies for candidates, uh, raised uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, and I believe that he lost out of almost 200 candidates. I think he had nine losses. You know, a lot of people would be bragging about that. Uh, or pointing to him as being a, a star of the evening. He did what a leader of the party should. He supported the candidates. He had some that he uh, uh, favored with his endorsement. Uh, and straightforwardly, uh, he had a good evening. Uh, he didn't have a good evening with those who want to, uh, to as usual, uh, criticize him, attack him. Uh, but that's all part of the, the atmospherics that surround uh, the former president, uh, no matter what. We're not going to get the Marxist me uh, corporate media to fall in line with him, and we're not going to get the rhinos in the Republican Party to embrace it. I think we can all live with that. It was 174 to 9, by the way. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, uh, anyone would take that record on any given day. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, other than Oz, most of the other ones were going to be tight races. And Oz, you know, just came a little short. There is uh, a moment now where the party can come together. Everybody has their differences. Yeah. Donald Trump uh, bickers with uh, DeSantis. Uh, they had the whole dispute with Kemp. But getting Herschel Walker over the finish line can be transformative to how much resistance the Republican Party can give to the Biden agenda. What do Republicans need to do to make sure in overtime Herschel Walker scores? Well, I think that the president has a great opportunity here. Uh, Mitchell, uh, Mitch McConnell has been uh, aggravatingly uh, uh, dissonant uh, within the Republican Party. He needs to he needs to be brought to heel, frankly. And the only one who can do it is President Trump. Uh, Kevin McCarthy needs to line up. There has to be a public show of unity amongst the leadership and these controversial figures. And by the way, I'll throw Ron DeSantis into it. Uh, any number of other governors who are, uh, who are prominent in this debate. But they have to come together and they have to come together around, uh, in my opinion, Herschel Walker. Uh, great things can happen for the party. Uh, 
President Trump is a leader of that party. Ron DeSantis is an ambitious governor and a very highly effective and successful governor. But that's all fine. These are alpha uh, these are alpha leaders, and they're going to have public uh, disputes, and uh, they're going to have confrontations. Uh, they're going to go nose to nose. That's all to the good because the, Re the Republican Party shouldn't be a bunch of turtles, uh, you know, meandering around in the sunshine like uh, Mitch McConnell. Uh, I, I mean, this guy is the farthest thing from a leader. Uh, he's an operator. We need leaders not operators. I think Mitch McConnell, by the way, should just step aside uh, for the for the sin of having operated against three Republican Senate candidates. Uh, that's that's obscene. Uh, it is also disloyal and certainly not the act of a leader of the, the great Republican Party. Yeah, it's an amazing time. We're going to see a lot of history unfold in the next few days. Lou, thanks for making sense of it. A lot of important points that we're going to keep in mind. It still was a pretty good night for Republicans, even despite Definitely. the shrink. So good to have you on, sir. We'll have you on back real soon. Thanks for, for joining us. Look forward to it, Jim. All right, folks, we'll be right back with the wrap-up, the cleanup hitter for this week's show. Scott Rasmussen Polster, he's got an interesting idea about how we end all this late long-term vote counting that stretches on a week after Election Day. You're going to want to hear it and how popular it is with Americans right after this commercial break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome back, everybody. Well, the smoke has, for the most part, cleared. So we thought that a great person to have on would be someone who has, he's a mastermind. When it comes to political polling, he has his finger on the political pulse of America. Scott Rasmussen, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to be with you. And uh, I'm not sure the smoke is cleared just yet, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's clearing. Okay, so we're getting a little bit, yeah, I, I should say that it hasn't cleared all the way, but we're starting to see the outline of what's to come. What's your overall perception of what took place yesterday and last night and I guess the wee hours of this morning? Well, uh, obviously the Republicans didn't do as well as they would like in the race for the House. Uh, one of the big lessons we that came through loud and clear last night is that candidates matter. Um, you know, in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, Doug Mastriano was a gubernatorial candidate, really not a strong candidate, didn't raise money, didn't run a campaign. He dragged down the Republican Senate candidate, Dr. Oz, but he's also uh, dragging down the state legislature uh, in Pennsylvania. So, you know, these things do matter. Um, and in key races, they matter a lot. 
Great point, Scott. And I've heard that from a lot of people today. A candidate difference here and there, and it's an entirely different night. Mm -hmm. um, there's an amazing uh, uh, data run, which is that seven to eight of the 10 people who voted on uh, election day and before said that the country was on the wrong direction with Democrats in control. Yet in their own race, they were more likely to pick a Democrat for governor or senator. You see it in Pennsylvania, Michigan, New York. Uh, describe how people could be so ha upset with the people in charge, but not fire them in their own state. Well, you know, you're, you're making a connection between some national data and state races. Um, yeah. And what we're seeing is there are a lot of people. I mean, look, the fundamentals of this election were the Democrats had a good Senate map um, to protect them, but the president's job approval ratings were horrible. So they, they kind of balanced each other out, made this a very close race. But for a voter who is unhappy with Joe Biden, you have to determine, you know, do I really believe the Republicans are going to make it better? Um, you know, what else is going into the equation? I don't think the Republicans closed the sale. Now, the Biden agenda is dead because the Republicans will have the House. Uh, but but the, the, the compelling arguments weren't there. It wasn't a clear choice for a lot of voters. Now, I will say something, though, about the pandemic impact on this race, which is Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott did very, very well because of their pandemic policies. And uh, Governors Whitmer and Hochul did much more poorly than they might have expected because of their pandemic policies. So, there, you know, these, the way you mm -hmm. govern does make a big difference. Scott, I wanted to ask you, legislatively speaking, for Republicans in Congress, as far as what they do when they are sworn in for the 118th Congress, how should they operate based on lessons learned last night? The fact that it wasn't really even a red wave that they expected. So I think the Republicans should not do what the Democrats did after the 2020 elections and over overreach and believe that they have a mandate to do more than they do. Uh, what they should do is consider that the next two years are an audition, um, that they want to that they want to show voters what they can do. They want to show voters how to that they can connect with policies and things that matter. And what that means is stay away from extremism, focus on issues that, you know, voters are interested in. And if Joe Biden wants to veto them or if Democrats in the Senate want to filibuster them, that's OK. They need to set an agenda and show who they are. Yeah, such a great point. All right. I love the song, Georgia. Uh, I love Ray Charles, but I got to tell you, a second election in a row where we're going to end up in Georgia with a runoff. What's your take on Georgia and how does the Senate ultimately uh, uh, shake out with the Georgia runoff maybe being the final act? You know, let's let's be clear uh, for Georgia to be the final act. A couple of things have to break. The Republicans have to win one of the two Senate races that are still to be decided. If they win both, then control of the Senate is not at stake. If, as looks likely right now, they win just one of them, then we do go to Georgia. And boy, I feel sorry for the Georgia people. Um, <laughs> but before the election, I would I would have told you if we were in this, I did outline this scenario um, and would have said Herschel Walker would be a prohibitive favorite. And the reason I said that is because that, when control of the Senate is at stake, it's all about do you want to help or hurt the president's agenda. But the results from last night and the results from two years ago show a disconnect between House voting and the presidency. Uh, in 2020, Biden won the White House. 
Republicans gained in the House of Representatives. Last night, with Biden's job approval in the low 40s, this should have been a blowout, but it wasn't. I'm sensing a disconnect between, we're still a hyperpartisan nation, but it's more Republicans, Democrats, or perhaps progressives, freedom movement, or some such thing, uh, rather than Biden and Trump. They're almost, it's almost like those are yesterday's heavyweights and voters are assessing everything else differently. So I still think Walker has the edge, but not as confident as I would have been before the election. Travel over to the uh, the last frontier over in Alaska. This ranked choice voting is very screwy, um, but we apparently will not know anything in Alaska, I believe, until November 23rd. As of right now, I believe Kelly Shabaka has just a very, very slight lead over Lisa Murkowski. What do you expect to shake out yeah. there? You know what? Trying to figure out the ranked choice voting system is is an impossibility in terms of any kind of analysis that we would be doing. Um, what I do think has happened, I think that system in theory sounds fine, but voters are really uncomfortable with it. Um, you know, they know that in the uh, earlier special election, Republican voters, uh, Republican candidates got more than 60% of the vote and a Democrat won the election. That makes people feel uncomfortable. And I want to say one other thing about that. Uh, Voters, one of the one of the 80 percent issues, there aren't a whole lot of 80 percent issues in America. One of them is that uh, all ballots should be in by Election Day and that we should know the results on Election Day. And OK, Alaska's five hours behind us or whatever, but not not three weeks. Um, and and I think this is something we're going to have to address, uh, you know, through the political process Um uh, the idea that, I mean, look, you lose the Super Bowl, you lose. You don't keep stretching it out for a few more games. And, and that's what has to happen in the country today. Uh, it's, you know, if I, if you're talking about reforms on that really have strong support, they are things like photo ID, get the ballots in by election day and clean the voter rolls every election. Those things would make a yeah, huge Yeah, I want to ask him. You mentioned that both the president and the former president probably weren't a significant impact in voter decisions on uh, Tuesday. Who were some of the winners and losers in this? we got about two minutes left. Well, the biggest winner of last night uh, was a Republican, Governor Ron DeSantis. I mean, he had a blowout victory, um, you know, and, and it's something worth noting. Uh, former Governor Jeb Bush uh, was egging him on and encouraging him and uh, saying, I hope you win by more than I did. So, and there's no more establishment or Republican than Governor Bush. Um, so now you've got a guy who's running, a lot of people would say on a Trump-like America first policy stand, but he's also bridging that gap. Um, at the same time, President Trump, a lot of his candidate uh, nominees didn't do so well. Uh, so he's struggling. He, I wouldn't call him necessarily a big loser, but relatively speaking, Ron DeSantis gained ground. Um, I think one of the other losers, Kevin McCarthy. Um, you know, he's going to be the speaker, but yep. just barely. And, uh, you know, and finally, I would say I don't know whether to call her a winner or a loser, uh, but Nancy Pelosi will never again be Speaker yeah. of the House. Um, and that was expected. It, it's not a shock to anyone. And presumably that means she will retire unless she convinces herself they can come back in two years. 
All right, folks, that wraps up the Sunday edition of John Solomon Reports. Thank you for listening. Just the News is grateful for all you do to listen, read, and watch all of our great products. And when you support one of our advertisers, like my good friends at Cozy Earth, you're doing us and them a big favor. Remember, this weekend, you get 40% off Cozy Earth if you go to CozyEarth.com slash Just News. CozyEarth.com slash Just News, 40% off these are great gifts. These bedding sheets that adapt to your body and the temperature in your body. Go give someone you love a great gift. Go to Cozy Earth right now. All right, that wraps up our Sunday edition of John Solomon Reports. We'll be back tomorrow with regular programming. Until then, have a blessed end to your weekend. God bless you. I'll be up in Hillsdale giving a speech this weekend in Michigan. I'm very excited to be doing that tonight. I'll be back in Washington, D.C. in the saddle Tomorrow afternoon, we'll have a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Until then, God bless you, God bless America, and good night. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, expert politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.